Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you It's the World Cup Daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Seabus Super, the industry super fun hitting at retirement for six. Day 40, the 40th time we put this show together and about the 12th time we put it together in our little office at Old Trafford. I love this place. I love that we can just stroll in here and despite maximum occupancy across the ground that we've managed to find a little corner of the ground which is purely for the final word. And it's a biblical day today, 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights. And it shall rain podcast material for 40 (laughs) days and 40 nights. And a great flood of content will swallow the earth and all that live upon it. Wasn't there a a film in the mid-90s, maybe the uh, early 2000s, called 40 Days and 40 Nights, featuring one of our favourites, Jerry O'Connell, who was the the lead in Sliders, Mm. uh, Quinn in Sliders. And um, I think he he had to abstain from sex for 40 Days and 40 Nights in one of those classic sort of American... Um, American sort of uh, bubblegum films that you can uh, yeah. chew up and spit Making out. Making out that that's not a completely normal occurrence in the lives <laughs> of just about everybody watching it. Yeah, I think that was just built upon with the 40-year-old version, which I just kind of took the concept and went with it and really, really, 40s, it's really all threw 40s. it forward. The roaring 40s. The roaring 40s, indeed. Jeff Lemon. Jerry O'Connor, he didn't, he didn't get a whole lot of leading roles, did he? Kangaroo Jack, um, <laughs> uh, sort of not quite the leading role in Jerry Maguire, even though his character was important. Yeah, he was an important character. And he did... Um, he did He's very good on Twitter, uh, oh, and, yeah. he, and he engages a lot with the slider ch- sliders chat, which I get involved okay. in from time to time, as you know. <laughs> we've often said, if you're new to The Final Word and you haven't been with us for the longer journey over six seasons, we've Jeff and I have committed to, at some stage, doing a full sliders recap every episode from start to finish. We, we will one day do that podcast. When we're finished know. with cricket, that's clearly the next thing for us. <laughs> I don't know whether there's an audience for it. I spent three years doing a, a podcast about the Americans, which had about 100 subscribers, so <laughs> I'm not sure whether recaps are, are really commercially viable, but it'll be a, it'll be a labour of love. Um, usually this is the time I, I throw to you to give me a 30-second summary on the game that was. And even yesterday, in the absence of the World Cup, we still had a game because it was a Women's Ashes game, but being the second non-playing mm. day in terms of Men's Cricket World Cup uh, 2019, I'm going to get you instead to give me a 30-second summary on the, uh, oh, s- 
Stafford Services that we stopped at <laughs> en route to Manchester when we drove up this morning. The Stafford Services in 30 seconds. Well, a very twisty, confusing uh, route to drive in. Is it a car park? Is it a truck stop? Where, where do cars go? Where do vans go? What about mid-sized vehicles? Finally, you find your way there. Uh, there's a Greg's that has a prime position on the outside before you have to go in. But then there's a big shopping mall type thing inside. Biggest services I've ever seen. Biggest truck stop I've ever seen. Well, in America, they have some bigger ones, but this was ridiculous. They had a Marks and Spencers in there. If you're too good for the fancy, you know, for the for the ordinary stuff at the Hungry Jacks or whatever they call it over here. Um, and uh, there was WH Smith if you needed to pick up a magazine subscription, everything you could possibly want. And after about 83 minutes, we found our way out again and back onto the highway. Nicely done. About 30 seconds there too. You, you're, in, you're in the groove. I, I find it now whenever I see a Greg's, I go and buy the vegan sausage roll. Not because I necessarily want one, but just as a just to stick it up those who made such a big issue of it earlier in the year. Imagine so I, being mad about I know, sausage right? roll. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, that's well done. I agree. The winding roads were complex. It was massive. I've never seen it. It reminded me a little bit of um, Dog on the Tucker Box when you're driving from Melbourne to Canberra. That, I wonder if that's where um, Liam Gallagher got the inspiration for the lyrics that, that all the roads that lead us there are winding. Had he stopped at the Stafford Services <laughs> on the way back from London to Manchester and he was like, bloody hell, you know, you just couldn't get out. Oh dear, we're still at the World Cup, aren't we? 40 days of the World Cup. The 41st will be the semi-final between India and New Zealand mm. in front of us here at Old Trafford. A game where I think everybody just assumes India are going to win, which is partially why I'm quite interested by it, because if New Zealand were to win, yeah. it, oh, well, it would, it, it would be eventful in the, in the terraces of Manchester for, for the obvious reasons. But uh, India do appear supreme, don't they? they they've, I was noting earlier in something else we were doing, Jeff, that it's hard to even work out who their best 12 is. They've got 14 players who they've been rotating between. Mayan Kagawal might be player 15 who came in mm. as injury cover for Vijay Shankar. But the other 14 have all been playing consistently. Virat Kohli seldom plays the same 11 two times in one game. And I wouldn't be surprised. Two times in one game? Two times in, two times consecutively. Yeah, the rules do frown upon doing it two <laughs> yeah. times in one game. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that tomorrow, if it's hard and fast, hard and forced, yeah. as Tony Gregg, the late Tony Gregg might say, that they might be tempted to play three seamers as they did against Bangladesh should edge best in yeah. last week. Mohamed Shami, how does he get dropped? Mohamed Shami took for a 13, 13 wickets in his first three games of the World Cup two weeks ago and mm. managed to lose his spot in the side to Bovi against Sri Lanka. We saw Dinesh Kartik get back in the side or retain his spot? Retain his spot yep. uh, over Jadav, who they've been barely using with the ball. Mm. Uh, we saw uh, Ravinder Jadeja play his first game of the tournament. He's been prominent. His first official game. He's of the been tournament. prominent. He's, he's had done more, more field time. Well, he's had more touches than Greg Williams, but, he, <laughs> but uh, there's, a, there's one of those AFL references we know you love if you're listening, not in Melbourne. Uh, uh, but um, he, he finally got himself an official start on the team sheet mm. and bowled quite nicely as well. I think he took one for 41 off 10 overs against Sri Lanka. So Yeah, there'll be this amazing people be like, wow, he played one game at the 2019 World Cup and took 43 catches. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> It's remarkable. And, and by contrast, so you got this like, you know, wealth of options for, for India. New Zealand were really relying on Lockie Ferguson getting up. Like if, yeah. if Lockie Ferguson doesn't play on a track like this, and I'm basing it on what we saw between the Proteas and Australia on Saturday when it was fast, um, if you don't have your best weapon for that, I, I'd be worried for New Zealand. But 
mercifully they do well the converse they've got the converse you know india's like we could play 14 ring the icc and see if they can bend the rules to get 14 on the field <laughs> they, they, they might uh, do it if they asked. new zealand if, if if um if ferguson hadn't got up new zealand might have been playing with nine you know they might have been asking india to borrow okay you, you know it's like pub cricket oh no we'll field field we'll pick a couple to field for you for you who's know, got a new zealand passport yeah to just for for a few overs um they they they, they just look a bit of a ropey team at the moment i I liked the way New Zealand were going about it a few weeks ago. Their bowling is still strong, but just I mean, batting-wise, you look at... They've got quality players. You know that. You know Ross Taylor's made a million runs in the last three years or so at one-day level. Martin Guptill's got a double hundred in one-day cricket. Tom Latham, they're all quality players, but they've all had terrible World Cups. So has Colin Munro. So they've got all these fine strikers of the ball, none of whom can hit it. And they've got Williamson who's trying to do the job on his own. And that's fundamentally why, you know, you, you look at one team and say there's a massive disparity and that, you know, the the team who's got a bloke who's made five hundreds in the tournament plus the best bowling attack in the tournament should probably shed shade this one. Uh, I cast an eye towards Colin de Granholm in the lead up uh, earlier on reading John Hotton's piece on Crick Buzz about uh, the mm. New Zealand all rounder and how he has had a very, very bad back half. John Hotton's piece because it was basically almost exactly what I would have written if I was like uh, <laughs> like, you know, when you get that envy of someone else yes. has got in and written the piece first and you're like, nah, God, get out of here with your beautiful phrasing. And your- yeah, and, 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 uh, and yeah, that, well, that's right, isn't it? It was a lovely piece and it kind of summed it up well, didn't it? That um, this is a guy who he's somehow kind of thought of as, as not mm. being quite enough, but the data would suggest otherwise and his performances for New Zealand as well. So it, it I, I wouldn't that, doubt it. I think the thing that bugged me was that he called Colin de Grandhomme the man in black, which while it may have been a Johnny Cash reference, I think was more likely um, a Stephen King reference to the, the Gunslinger series, the Dark Tower series, which I made a reference to him in the book that I released last year and I thought I was the only cricket writer who would have made a, a um, Roland Deschain reference in cricket literature, but, but Hotton's got in and got involved with that as well. So, you know, you know, we're at fisticuffs at dawn. You two are of a similar mind about a lot of things, I've no doubt. Uh, so that's the, the that's the game itself. Then there's the, the, the colour of movement around the game, which is largely revolved around the mm. fact that as teenagers, Kane Williamson and Virat Kohli played against each other. They skippered uh, the under-19s World Cup teams when they played in the 2008 semi-final, which India won. But most of interest, Jeff, was the fact that Virat Kohli dismissed Kane Williamson in that fixture. So yeah. we, we, we've uh, we've been hearing them both talk about that today. Uh, yeah, well, a peculiar one, Virat Kohli. If he is bowling tomorrow, something's gone horribly wrong. Um, I think we may have discussed this before on the podcast, but he he definitely has the highest differential in beauty between his batting and his bowling of, of any player in the history of cricket. I think he bowls off the wrong foot, doesn't he? From he's, yeah, sort of. It looks like a, a frog trying to hop out of a drain pipe when he bowls, and it's all. Awkward sort of angles. Everything's limbs going everywhere at, at angles that they shouldn't, and then and then what comes out of that mess of arms and legs is a sort of wobbling little medium pace seamer that goes bunk. Um, and my lord, if you get out to that, you need to take a good hard look. At I, I'd love to see him bowl in the same way that Ab de Villiers gave himself plenty of overs in the 2015 World Cup with. A very similar technique. Yeah. Uh, and I think Coley might have bowled a few times in that 2015 World Cup as well under the tutelage of MS Dhoni, who turned yeah. 38 the other day. I don't know if you, don't know if you saw it, but um, uh, um, and that's said well, very I, sarcastically about every single um, uh, formal account around the cricketing world was I wishing s- him a happy birthday. I saw a lot of stuff popping up about MS Dhoni and 38, but I just thought it was his strike rate for the tournament. <laughs> what odds that MS Dhoni comes out tomorrow with, uh, with uh, and, and goes out and does it again? I don't know. Well, I say what odds. I don't want to frame it in those terms, but <laughs> given 
given the, the given the uh, the tenor of this podcast, but uh, I think that if he does come out tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he turned it on just can, to kind of I, stick it up all of us. Can I give a little tribute to um, a, a sports writing colleague Daniel Cherney, who replied to the ESPN account? They put up a post <laughs> saying, "What three words would you use to describe him as Dhoni?" And he replied, "Mahendra Singh Dhoni." <laughs> very good, very good, Daniel. Very good, um, very good journalism. That, that is quite quite descriptive. <laughs> Other teams in the tournament, so it's India. And, and New Zealand at Old mm. Trafford on Tuesday provided by the way that rain doesn't intervene it's raining at the moment I was out there doing a piece to camera a few minutes ago and well it might have stopped now but it was raining and, and the covers are on all the covers indeed <laughs> almost the whole ground is covered in tarpaulin right now they, they held are used up by to, drones they, they held up by drones they are used to having it rain on this side I actually asked this during the during the course of the tournament why does it rain more in Manchester than Leeds I wish I could give you a good answer but there is a, a reason about the way the wind goes to do with the pennies to do with isn't the pennines, it that's right um, yeah it's, yeah so there could it, be rain tomorrow it's it's like with the blue mountains in um, in New South Wales as well I think there's you know to do with cloud cover reaching the mountain range and then there's an updraft and then one side gets condenses the uh, the condensation is becomes more dense than it is elsewhere, and thus water forms and rainfalls. What something I would, like that. Yeah, what I would say is it rains less at VFL Park than it does at the MCG, despite the mythology back in the day. Well, it rains today. less in Melbourne than it does in Sydney, despite yeah, the mythology. That as well. Uh, so the other teams, provided they get on and play the game tomorrow, <laughs> we've had about four footy references in this episode. <laughs> if you're one of our subscribers who doesn't come from very much Melbourne, I think today, yeah, then you, you may not get a lot out of that. Um, the the other teams, as I have a third crack at this, England, we're not talking about at all. And given they're the hosts... And we won't. We're boycotting them. No, yeah. This is a Stuart Broad Courier Mail campaign. <laughs> the broadband. We're just going to call them the other team. The other team. Uh, but you'd think that given a week and a half ago, every story was about England. The whole World Cup yeah. was taken over by their... their you know, they, At the time, it felt like a crisis, but it was probably a wobble. Uh, now, they're, they're ticking over pretty nicely, and mm. we're, you know, they're barely creating a headline. So nicely done by them to shut themselves out of the media cycle, really. Yeah. Oh, it was a definite wobble. It was wobbling like Virac. Collie's medium pace, but um, they've managed to get it back on track, and, and now it's Australia who've got the walking wounded and the um, the uh, what did Daniel Norcross describe them as the retreat from Verdun? Um, <laughs> you know, that's it's been pretty grim out there, but they've been getting themselves on track with a, a bit of a bit of mental healing today, Adam, which which is probably our Hall of Fame. No, I was going to say day. that's not our Hall of Fame on a non-playing day. Nothing is. So we know that Justin Langer spends a month a year without wearing shoes maybe not socks I don't know if it's the shoes and socks thing, but I reckon it's barefoot I think it's barefoot is it yeah you have to be in touch with the earth right. you have to you know. glad you clarified that but either way so maybe we're into that month because uh, the Australian coach led uh, them out onto the field at Edgebaston today in in bare feet and they, they formed a, a circle and they smoked the peace pipe. No, they probably didn't smoke the peace pipe. They, they, they did have a circle there and all the staff seemed to be involved. So there was about 74 people on the field for the photo that John Pirico, a colleague from The Age, snapped um, when they were out there going through whatever it is they're going through. But mm. yeah, it's very much in keeping with the Justin Langer yeah. philosophy philosophical side which he talks about a lot and uh, I, I can't wait to find out what they're actually what they're actually saying but uh, I like yeah. to think it was probably a game of duck duck goose <laughs> um, and that we didn't capture the action shot which was Dave Warner getting around the circle duck 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 duck, duck, duck. Goose. you can imagine playing British Bulldog with David Warner <laughs> in school Never or even go. duck duck goose he would have been I yeah. mean when he was the one who was tapped as goose you were getting pummeled to the oh, ground yeah. you were being driven into the ground yeah yeah, he'd, he'd be hanging onto your leg with his teeth. <laughs> so that's Australia. So that's our that's our uh, that's our uh, our uh, Hall of Fame nomination, and that, that probably is a decent enough place to leave part one.
Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates at Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. It's very good for him. You're spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? We do, actually, as it happens. 50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six years. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider a CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Final word, World Cup Daily, day 40 for CBUS Super, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. We did final word, Hall of Fame. Yep. At the back end of segment one, but Jeff, we have far more. We're gonna we're gonna devote the entire segment two to the Hall of Fame uh, because we've been promising a, yep. a formal process around our uh, thirty-two nominations from the thir- first thirty-two days, and and now we're we're reaching the point where we can talk about that in greater depth. It's finally gone up. You know, forgive us. There's been we've had to drive across the country a lot. We've had to not sleep a lot. We've had to not do a lot of things that we should have done, like take care of our bodies and our minds and talk to our families and all the rest of it but you know here we are <laughs> I, I have learned that uh, I think the only way that my family knows I'm alive is that they're listening to the podcast so <laughs> so it's just like a daily check-in you know it's like getting the um the video message from the from the from the hostage yeah, holding a newspaper <laughs> yeah day 41 day 40. Means, day 40 means he's here <laughs> yeah. um nonetheless I have finally managed imagine a hostage imagine we did get taken hostage and we had to do the podcast and imagine that we were as proof of life as proof of life but today is actually day 21 and we're doing the podcast on day 40 as the proof of life element and we've just foreshadowed all of these, uh, you know, and we, we've just predicted the future correctly. If we, if we, if it's if a good we, little sub, it's a little, little fan fiction there. Someone else should write that. If someone's writing fan fiction about us, I would have no idea where it's going to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I have done is put up on... The, on our website, the listings, all of the Hall of Fame nominations through the first 32 days. The website is finalwordcricket.com. If you go there, you'll find uh, the listing. And then I've written you a little blurb of, um, of each listing and why we chose it as the Hall of Fame moment for that day. And then what I'll do, hopefully, before this podcast goes out in that interim, is uh, put up some polls on Twitter at Jeff Lemon Sport. And Adam, I'm sure, will post those as well, where we're going to ask you to vote. We're going to do it in blocks of four. So we've got 32 entries. We'll put up four at a time saying which of these four do you want to go through so then there'll be eight that go through from those groups that'll then be into the um the, the sort of playoff level as to what's going to be the hall of fame moment for the tournament yeah so imagine march madness in college basketball except we go f- um, we, we won't do the sweet 16 we jump straight to the elite eight and then from the six days that also were in the group stage days 33 through 38 we're going to unilaterally pick one to join them yep. in the gnarly nine, as I'm going to try and I'm definitely not going along with it. that. No. 
<laughs> and that, of that the nine, nauseated nine with that. And of that nine, we will uh, break it into three groups of three. What's wrong with the nice nine? It's just nice. It's the nice nine. Here they are. Well, Wouldn't be a very interesting movie, but <laughs> yeah, if we're going to go with the with the uh, you know, there is nothing for nine. So let's no. just do that. Um, and then once we've done the, the final the nine, naughty nine, naughty nine. That, that no, could work it's too. terrible. Gnarly nine. I'm going to keep going with it. See how it, see if it takes off. Um, th- three groups of three, which will give us our podium, and then we'll do a third round of voting, which will take us to the winner, which we will announce on the penultimate episode of yep. the World Cup Daily, which will be the Saturday before the World Cup final, yep. which will be quite neat. If you if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that this is going to be a fairly fast and loose process. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do it when we have time, and uh, we may not stick to exactly how we've laid it out, but the important thing is go to the website and uh, vote, presuming I've put the polls up. <laughs> so hopefully I've actually done that by the time you hear this. If you've I haven't... You've got about an hour to, knock, you've got about an hour to turn it around. I'll, we'll I'll, I'll drive you sit in the front seat we've, and you finish this job. We've got, we've got various security guards trying to kick us out of the building, so we'll see, we'll see how long it takes and whether I can get that done. But, um, yeah, over the next couple of days, go to the website, have a, have a read of the blurbs if you can't remember what the Hall of Fame nominations were. Refresh your memories, work out which out of each four is the one that you want to, to triumph and prosper. Well, we've got about six from Dimith Karina Ratner in there, so make sure make sure you give give oh, yeah. the great Sri give her a run. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Dimith Karina Ratner is making the Nali Nine. <laughs> we ultimately have control, so <laughs> we, you know. we control them. The, the, we can we control the, well, the, the, the dial on this we're one. The, we, you know, we're, we're the we we can gerrymander districts if we need to. <laughs> we bloody can, and we will. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, um, this is a democracy. Your vote matters to us. So jump on and uh, finalwordcricket.com and have a vote. Vote eight times as well. Don't just vote once. Yeah. Go through the thread and vote in all. Th- all eight categories if you can it'll That's take right. you all of 10 minutes no not 10 minutes it'll, it'll take you all of two seconds. minutes and if you want to consult the website that'd be fantastic as well jay mueller from bad producer productions and uh, and and his team there who i don't know how many people have worked on it but i think quite a few they've put together a beautiful website for us and we're absolutely thrilled with it so well, well it's, it's astrid who's done all the building oh, really. done it, astrid, astrid edwards has, I, I, has, I didn't know i thought i thought jay might have had a few other people on, on that I, work i think so. jay asked astrid to do it that oh, was okay. the extent Thank of his you, involvement so thanks astrid <laughs> <laughs> Uh, either way, the website looks great. Thank you, Astrid. Uh, and thank you, Jay. But all the same, if you can go on there, that'll help give some visibility to the website. Now we've launched it. Mm. If you vote, it'll mean more people will, will be involved in the process. And we yeah. love democracy on the final word. And then we'll have a really fun time on, on the last Saturday of the tournament. So yeah. everybody wins. And, and whack it out there on your socials and whatnot yeah. and, and tell people to get involved. So we we want to get like a grassroots sort of um, campaign of fanatical Indian fans who want to rig the poll to make sure that one of the Indian entries wins or something like that. That'd be great. That, that means we've made it. I once put up a Twitter poll, which, uh, which in keeping with this conversation, which was who, who is better at cricket, Chris Wokes or Sachin Tendulkar? And the year that Wokes was having is worldly. So the summer of 2016, the summer of Wokes, and Chris Wokes won 52 to 48 with about 4,000 votes cast. And well, that's just proof, isn't it? So this will yeah. be proof as well. Scientific method. I think that's enough. It is enough, I reckon. This has been day 40 of the Final World World Cup Daily for Seabus Super, the industry super fund, hitting your retirement for six. Thank you for the Seabus the chat we've had on Twitter as well, those who don't understand what Seabus are. They're an industry super fund. If you don't know what that is, Google it. But crucially, visit their website, seabussuper.com.au, for more information. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon, we love doing this every day. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. 
For over 34 years, the growth CBUS MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS, for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.